Next on BYU Sports Nation, tweet all about it. Who is the greatest big man in BYU basketball history? A former BYU basketball star has opened up that conversation. A former big man himself and new grad assistant Nate Austin tells us about his new position and how summer workouts are going for the Hoopsters. Plus the top 10 defenses BYU football will face in 2018 and putting the special in special teams and special season at BYU. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, July 25th, wherever and however you are connected Always nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jimmy Chitwood's number one fan, Jerem Jordan. I'll make it. You will make it. There was uh, it was raining threes this morning. Let me tell you, I was I was the Jimmy Chitwood of of pickup. Don't ask me about my defense, but uh, it was raining threes. One time in the Richards Building, by the way, on campus, I saw an office plaque. I don't remember the person's first name, but it was the last name was Chitwood, and I was like, is this? Fictional character Jimmy Chitwood's like, is this the real person? Maybe I was I was so curious because Jimmy Chitwood's one of the greatest hoopsters of all time. It is Hoosiers Day for hashtag BYU fifty, the great state Indiana. of Indiana. Man, they know how to hoop in Indiana. Home to the Hoosiers and the fictional character Jimmy Chitwood. He's not fix, fictional in here though. I'll you know make it. I'll make it. I wish they would have been like Gene Hackman would have been like, huh? It's really loud here in Hinkle. That movie gave me passion for basketball. It really did. That movie gives me increased passion for basketball today. Like, I love basketball. That's a great movie. Yes, it's always discussed in the greatest sports movie of all time, right? Hoosiers. Yeah, like, like when a team passes the ball around and all five players touch I go, Hoosiers! Just like yelling out. Yeah, like, Gene Everyone Hackman. didn't touch the ball! Four passes! Yeah. Which I think Heath Troyer uh, ascribed to last year. <laughs> like, he passed the ball around a lot. Yeah. By the way, Jerem's mustache has survived for at least one more show. I don't know how long it's going to last. Nor am I going to throw it out to the fans, because they'll be like, take it off now. You don't want to insta-pull that listen, and let the fans decide how listen, long it it's should well last? it's well-groomed. I don't know how Jeremy on Studio C gets away with a non-well-groomed mustache out here working here. Part of his character. But, but, but yeah. Can my character have a beard? <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> Is that how that works? I think we need Just an insta-pull. myself a character? Whether you decide to adhere to what the Instapol says, I think we should let the fans weigh in on how long they think the mustache should last for right. Jerem Jordan. Let's do a poll. Let's do that. Let's do <laughs> what do we set the median time at? Is it like, I don't know, through fall camp? Uh, until through fall camp? Until BYU loses you know a football we can't, game? We're doing a, until BYU we're doing loses a, a side game? project where I have to shave by next Thursday. <laughs> It's going to be shaved by next Thursday. Okay, so should it last through next Thursday then? I don't know. I'll shave it when I feel like it. All right. My stash. Think about that. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The best special teamers in the country, according to the people at the Lou Groza and Ray Guy Award Committees, honoring the nation's best kicker and best punter annually in college football, those names were announced today. Division I college football focusing on special teams. Well, it's not a surprise that special teams 
can in a roundabout way make for a special season, Jerem, especially when you look back at BYU as a case study. More on that in a moment. Let's start with this question for you. How vital are the special teams for the success of BYU football? I think it's really important. I think it gets overlooked. Special teams can be the difference between, say, eight wins and six wins or something. Just look at last year, okay? Field position is a big deal in how easily your offense can score. And then with field goals, BYU hasn't been able to make a long 40-yard field goal in a long time. Consistently, hasn't had a guy like that. Um, think about last year. Losses to Utah by six, Fresno State by seven, UMass by six. What if in the second quarter, BYU had hit that 43-yarder, so then later in the game, it's a three-point game and you can tie and you don't need a touchdown per se, or maybe you're in the lead, or maybe you have a, a, a short deficit or whatever. I think it makes a huge difference. Just up by 15, there is a school that has a reigning Lou Groza and Ray Guy award winner. How about that? In, in Matt Gay and Mitch Wisnowski. Utah has not been a stellar offense for like a decade, I would say. Yet they have okay? always been in the conversation of the top 25. Yes. How do they do this? Excellent defenses, excellent special teams, good enough offense. When they have a really good offense, they go to the Sugar Bowl and beat Alabama. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of difference that it can make. And if BYU, hopefully with Danny Jones at punter and Skylar Southman field goal kicker and or Red Almond, we'll see. If BYU can, can have good field position and make a bunch of field goals consistently and make high 40s, low 50s, give yourself a chance to score when you get inside the 35, now we're talking about an extra win or two, in my opinion, a year. Riddle me this. During the glory years of BYU football in the early 80s, did BYU have effective special teams, Jerem? In 1984, Lee Johnson went 13 of 17. His average punts were 45.5. That is a huge number. He is the longest tenured NFL player ever from BYU. How years. about that? Uh, in 1996, Jerem, during Ethan the special Potchman season. Ethan Potsman was awesome. Okay, How Ethan Potsman's long was 51, 71%. Also, he has a game winner against Wyoming in a huge game to send BYU to the Cotton Bowl. Ah, uh, yes. And then how about... 2001, when BYU starts 12-0, and 0, the pains Your boy, Matt Payne. come into later, effect. Later, Mitch was good, too. Even the last season that BYU had a 10-win mark in, Riley Stevenson. He was a fantastic punter. Second-team All-American. And, and BYU did not have good field goal kicking, in my opinion, that season, per se. Justin Sorensen was hitting 60%, right? 60 is a low number. But one of the two was really good, and he was a weapon of sorts. Yes. Bronco Manuel called him Tulsa a weapon. In the Armed Forces Bowl because of, like, seven punts inside the 20 by Riley. So are Skylar Southam and Danny Jones, the next combo, in there with Red Almond, can that combination truly be special for BYU football in 2018. Now, let's remind everyone what Ed Lamb, special teams recruiting expert, said about Danny Jones. He's the one that recruited him out of Australia. Tremendous athlete. I mean, he's all of all of 6'3", or plus, maybe 6'4", and uh, he'll be one of the fastest players on our team. He'll be one of the strongest players on our team. Um, really has a, a lot of ability. It's not a cure-all for a football team to be good if special teams is good. But more often than not, the two correlate pretty strongly. You have good special teams, typically your football team's pretty good. Absolutely. This just in from Jason Shepard, by the way. Keep the mustache until at least Monday. I'll come back from vacation, and Monday show will feature dual mustaches. It'll be gold, Jerry. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Unless I feel otherwise. 
Tis the season for media conference preseason polls. Among the notable opponents mentioned, Washington picked to win the Pac-12. Boise State picked to win the Mountain West. Northern Illinois picked to win its division in the MAC. Good grief. And Utah picked second in the Pac-12 South. Spencer, what's your reaction to these and the other conference preseason polls? They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Has BYU let them off the hook yet? That's the fun part about this. Who's they? The teams you just announced. Washington, Boise State, Northern Illinois, Utah. I'm not surprised at all by these preseason prognostications. And they always happen according to the polls. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> nope. Washington is the heavy favorite to win the Pac-12. They I ex- should be. I they expect be. them to be there. Yeah, if yeah, they're yeah. not first, they're second. I think they'll 100% be in the Pac-12 championship game. Okay? This just goes to show you what schedule BYU has lined up this year. Hey, it's not just a bunch of Power Fives and a bunch of road Power Five games. We're talking about preseason favorites to win the Pac-12, the Mountain West. Okay, mm-hmm. Utah's picked second in a Power Five South, conference. They've never won, by the way. Only team that they're won. trying to break through right there. And Northern Illinois, though it's in Provo, they're one of the leaders in the MAC. Like it, this this schedule is crazy because it's not just Power Five teams. It's some of the best of the rest conferences too. There, there is very and that's little typically the case. Very little leeway for BYU to go and get some guaranteed wins, right? There are not very many pushovers on this schedule, right? And when you make your own schedule, it's even harder to kind of know what you are. If BYU was in the Mountain West, you'd know that certain teams would just stink every year, and you're like, okay, we have at least those wins. It's a little harder <clears throat> with this schedule. Like you, I'm not surprised. And Wisconsin, I believe, was picked to finish second in the Big Ten. So there are. A lot of really good teams on this schedule. We've chronicled this. But the fact that BYU has a lot of these lined up and on the road, listen, this is going to be tough. <clears throat> That's why we're saying if BYU gets six wins, this is success. But it's the preseason. Let's be honest. One or two or three of these teams is not going to be as good as we think. And guess what? One or two or three of these teams is going to be way better than we think. We just don't know. Like Arizona could surprise everybody, win the South. All of a sudden, they're you know competing for the cha- Who knows? Maybe Washington has a serious injury and a – Jake Browning goes down in game three, and they don't win the North. I don't know. But these are good teams. It looks good. It looks really tough. Too tough, of course, in my opinion. But maybe BYU is the surprise team on its own schedule, too. That's what we're hoping. The unknown is what makes it so much fun and enjoyable, right? That's why I love sports. That's why I'm not an accountant. I don't punch in a bunch of numbers and go, well, this was predictable. (laughs) I like sports where I don't know. There's so many variables. You know, and and uh, it's fun that way. No offense to any accounts. You have a valuable role in society. I just don't want to do it. Sports, where Croatia goes to the World Cup final for the first time in uh, World Cup history. Ain't no accountants playing for Croatia. I hope that's the title of the show, by the way. Our next topic is set up (laughs) by a tweet from a former BYU basketball player. Jackson Emery on his Twitter account said, quote, I've said it a million times. But Brandon Davies is the most talented big guy to come through BYU. He is long, he has good range, great post moves, and has an incredible basketball IQ. Yes. Jerem, Jackson Emery opened the convo. Is Brandon Davies the best big man to ever come through BYU? It's hard because Brandon is the new era big, right? He can shoot threes. I don't know that a lot of uh, bigs in BYU basketball can shoot threes, but I have scoured the record book, scoured this small brain of mine. Love that word. And come up with the best big man in BYU history. And to me, it is one Michael 
Smith. Amen and amen. There's only one player who's a big man, a power forward or center in BYU history, who's top five in points, rebounds, and top 15 in assists. Case closed. I will tell you other things, though. Michael Smith, fourth in points, fifth in points per game. That's higher than Jimmer Fredette, Eric Mika, and Fred Roberts, by the way. Third in field goals made, second in rebounds. Kyle Collinsworth passes Michael Smith in rebounds because Kyle Collinsworth plays 18 more games. 15th in assists, second most of any front court player in BYU history. And like I said, only big man, top five in points, rebounds, top 15 in assists. Case closed. Shot threes, too. Mike Smith shot 43% from the three-point line Uh, yeah. as a 6'10 big man, and he was an over 90% free-throw shooter. He would have been maybe the best shooter on last year's team. Incredible. With those percentages? In 1986-87 and 88-89, Mike Smith shot over 90% from the free-throw line. 88% and he's as a, a career. He's a power forward. 6'10 power forward. He's, he's not a, a ball-handling small forward. First-round draft pick by the Boston Celtics. And his NBA career wasn't what he wanted per se, but there are lots of options here. Uh, I don't know that it's clear-cut. I think it's Michael Smith, but Sean Bradley, of course, the one and done. He's the Eric, most publicized. Right. Eric Mika, Fred Roberts was awesome. Greg Kite. Kresimir Chosich was uh, playing a style that would work today in the 70s. Um, Some Alan, people will say Rafael Araujo. Taylor, Rafael Araujo. I think there have been a lot of good big men that have come through here. Don't forget your boy on the uh, 51 team. Not Dick Namelka? No, no, he was the guard. Mel Hutchins. Mel Hutchins, there you go. The you first go. great big at BYU. Now so, that's rolling Minson basketball. That's right, Billy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there are. But yeah. Michael Smith, I, I hope he's happy I big said him too, because in the past I said something about him that I don't think he liked either. Well, in the, dra- in the draft, in our all time <laughs> draft, you took Sean Bradley and I took yeah. Mike Smith. I did he, take Mel Hutchins in my draft. I love me some you, Mel Hutchins. He gave you some trash for I that. I hung out with Mel. Sean, yeah. Sean Bradley is the most publicized, but yeah, right. the, the one and done compared to. What Michael yeah. did over his BYU yeah. career. Totally. Yeah. Now that we have an updated BYU basketball roster, as we mentioned yesterday on the program, have your expectations for this group changed now that we know the makeup of the team? I think I stated my expectations and the change in relation to that a month or two ago when we found out that Nick Emery was coming back, back along with Yoli Childs. The non-newcomer. The non-newcomer. He's not a newcomer. You're right. <laughs> and I will concede. Dylan Colley. <laughs> Dylan Colley is a newcomer. Is a newcomer. Okay, okay, good. good. Nick Emery, not a good. newcomer. We have consensus. This is good. <laughs> Excellent. My expectations are with Nick Emery and Yoli Childs back leading the troops for BYU that this team is going to win five or six more games than they would if those two had not come back. So I set the mark at 20. And then with Yoli and Nick back, I think that number climbs to 25 or 26. Oh, that's nice, yeah. especially considering how tough the schedule is. Yeah, I, I have the same expectations. Try and be bubblicious. I don't know that this means BYU will go to the NCAA tournament, but I think BYU can make some noise. It all depends how they do in non-conference. I think we'll have a pretty good idea if BYU is going to be an NCAA at large after non-conference. Because like, it's... Like if they have the resume, they got a shot. If they don't, they ain't getting in. Like, BYU's not going to go down to Vegas and beat Gonzaga. Like... In the, in the championship game, unless some miracle happens. But that's sports. I hope that happens every year. I'm like, hey, maybe, hey, maybe. Get to Tuesday. I have a lot of questions with this team, though. How, how will BYU overcome the nine games Nick Emery's out? How will the, the development of talented freshmen Gavin Baxter, Colby Lee, and Carding, Connor Harding go? How much of a jump will Yoli Childs make? What kind of a hole will Elijah Bryant leave, if any? What offense and defense are BYU running? Now that Heath Schroer's gone, he was kind of running that. Can T.J. Haas return to freshman form? And can the Cougars win enough of the tough games? In my opinion, based on our uh, understanding of how 
the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee is working. BYU needs to win like a third of these you know, quad one, quad two kind of games. Yeah, and you, they do that. You say that we'll have a good idea if BYU is an NCAA tournament team. That's largely because they'll play against what we think will be a bunch of NCAA tournament teams early yeah. in the season. If BYU's like six and five after non-conference, it's like, oh, they're going to have to make a real nice run in conference play. Now, here's the thing that very few people are talking about. Or they play 15 games, sorry. BYU's finally a little bit older, Jerem. They have eight juniors. I thought BYU was always older, Spencer. They're finally older in terms of experience. Right? Mm-hmm. It's been this slow build. BYU is finally older, and they can rely on veterans and you know, experience. You say older. It's like, well, some of these guys have like two years together. Like, that's older. It's better than having a bunch of true freshmen, right, with super ask, high ask expectations. Ask the 96-1-25 team about using a bunch of freshmen. Oh. <laughs> Good gravy. Terrible. Some of you think that John Yoli Childs. suit up. Some of you think that Yoli Childs is one of the best big men to come through BYU basketball. He's certainly sure. going to try and cement that in his favor during his junior season, which takes us to our question of the day. Who is the best big man in BYU men's basketball history? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Mad Cougar 86 in on the Twitter machine. I feel it's a toss-up between Eric Mika and Brandon Davies. Both athletic, great footwork down low. Eric Mika started developing a great mid-range shot. I probably lean more towards Eric Mika. That would be a fun matchup to see those two play against each other. Brandon versus Eric. They're both European players right now. And how do those guys match up against the likes of Mike Smith? Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't want to lose sight of some of the great bigs that have played here in the past. Like, like the guys we mentioned. They're, Sean Bradley for crying out loud. Like Alan Taylor, Jeff Chapman, Kresmir Chosich, Mike Smith. Like, there have been a lot of good players. Jim Yusevich. Like, oh, Jim Yusevich. Nice pull. Th- yes. There have been great. But Gary Trost, yes. even. Gary Trost somewhere is protecting like Utah Jazz fans from Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Gary Trost. Mark Trumbo. I think I called him Gary Trumbo the other day. I apologize. I ran into uh, him at a rodeo. Pleasant Grove. And I really, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I have a mustache. I can't think straight. Twiggy or Stone from Twitter. I'm leaning towards Kresimer Chosich. Yes. The, ha- the house that Kresimer built is called the Marriott Center, by the way. For all-around life accomplishment, was a leader in his home country, and is in the Hall of Fame. Sean Bradley was great, but his career at BYU was so short. Do you know that Kresimer Chosich is the only BYU basketball player in the Basketball Hall of Fame? There's only one, and it's Kresimer Chosich. Stan Watts, as a coach, is in there as well. There's only one BYU player. Not even the, the great Jimmer or the great Danny Ainge. And, I, and Danny one day could be in it because he's had quite the career collegially NBA as a player and now as a general manager. Sure, sure. Uh, Jimmer could make the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He ain't making the Basketball Hall of Fame, I don't think. But we'll see. Coming up, new graduate assistant, former big man himself, Nate Austin, tells us about his new gig and weighs in on the greatest big man in BYU. Ah, uh, yes. The guy who committed the most fouls should have a strong opinion Offense, on that matter. Most games played, too. Don't forget that one. Plus, the top 10 defenses that BYU football will play against in 2018. Who's number one on that side of the ball? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, we'll review on BYU TV Tuesdays at 7 Eastern starting August 7th as David, Brian, and the guys break down Cougar football like nobody else. Oh, sorry, Brian, David, and the guys. Uh, Brian wanted me to say There you go. Brian did a nice job yesterday. It's good to have him back with you. 
He's a goofball in the most he wonderful a, way. I, we, yeah, we love him. In the most wonderful way. Yeah. <laughs> I also like seeing Mitchell Jurgens and, and uh, Mitchell Matthews in our promo video. This is great. Yes. We so, know how Tanner feels about those guys. Those guys were fantastic. <laughs> guys. Welcome back. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation That's Simulcast. That's one we can't stay on BYU TV. On BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always open on social media. Follow. At BYU Sports Nation, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, hashtag BYUSN, whenever and wherever you want to converse with us. Answer this question, won't you? Who is the best big man in BYU men's basketball history? John Moala. At R. Greenhaw, probably Kreshemir Chosich. Mm. But Sean Bradley did what he did in one season and spent over a decade in the NBA. Pretty impactful season. The only one and done in BYU history. I believe there's only one two and done. In BYU history. Eric Mika? Eric Mika. There you go. Not a JC transfer. There's probably someone else that's done it, but I don't recall who. Yoli Child's not a two-and-done. Thank goodness. He'll be a three-and-done. Let's go, Yoli. The Yo Man is back. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses a little bit later in the show. Jerem, BYU football is bearing down on us. We are almost to the month mark. Almost to the month mark. Very excited. Not yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, hey, 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 ball start. Hey, hey. What's going on here? <laughs> Countdown <laughs> to the Wildcats. 38 days. We got to get our crap together before <laughs> September 1st. This Can't be snapping be the ball early? This going is to be over expected. Spencer's head? Safety out of the end zone? <laughs> Early on, it's okay for those things to happen. But when we get inside of a month, yeah. we can't have any hey. of that happen. Hey, we got to be crisp. We got to execute. Jeff Grimes is going to scream at us. And the He's offense, going to storm into that control room. The offense has got to be ready to go against Jerem's latest edition of 10 and 10. 10 lists in 10 weeks. It's Jerem, 10 and 10. Let's go. The top 10 defenses BYU will face this season. Not listed McNeese State and Hawaii. They're just not good. Number 10, UMass. The Minutemen replaced three of the four starters on the D-line, including Deshaun Downing, who had 20 tackles for loss in 2017. Six deer and off Injured middle linebacker Britton Barr had 105 tackles. The biblical duo of Lee Moses and Isaiah Rogers Whoa. combined for seven picks at corner last season. Six starters returned. I think that BYU will part the Red Sea of UMass and win that game, but I still don't think it's a guaranteed win, it's a man. Guaranteed win. Number nine, New Mexico State. Former Boston College head coach Frank Spaziani. Third year at D.C., linebacker Terrell Hanks had 111 tackles, seven sacks last year. He's the leading returning player. This group will try and replicate their production of being second in the country in sacks, seventh nationally in third down conversions last season. They were really good. Both of those things are not happening. Yeah. Thanks for that. Number eight, Utah State. The Aggies allowed 14 or fewer four times, but gave up 40-plus in three games. This was a young group with six of the nine top linemen and four of the top six backers, freshmen or sophomores. They also had Oklahoma State tackle... Fua Leilua and TCU linebacker Tipa Naliai with some talent there. Secondary was awesome. 19th in pass yards allowed. Okay. I think that's 100% fair for Utah State at number. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack defense that BYU will face. Lower end on my scale here. Number seven, Arizona. Nine returning starters on a team that ranked in the bottom 25 in points and yards allowed last season, yet they're ahead of Utah State. Opponents averaged 12 yards per completion, highest of any Cougar opponent this fall. Linebackers Colin Schuler, Kylan Wilburn, and Tony Field II are really good in the middle of the field. Cornerback Lorenzo Burns had five picks last season. I just think Arizona's more athletic than Utah State. Typically, Kevin Sumlin teams have not been high on defense. Coming from Texas A&M, he's always had these dynamic offenses. His defenses haven't been great. So tell me, show me otherwise, or I think that they're going to be bottom half of what BYU faces. 
Number six, Cal, one of the nation's worst pass defenses the past five seasons. Last year, the Golden Bears finished 112th in pass yards allowed, 91st in pass defensive efficiency. Gave up nearly 65% completion. That's fantastic news. Seven returning starters, but 11 of the top 14 tacklers back. Seventh best in the Pac-12 in points allowed, 28 a game. Best mark in six years, Justin Wilcox is a good defensive coach. Okay, so they give up 28 a game, which is a better mark. That's good in the Pac-12. And they make a bunch of tackles, but when you give up a bunch of yards and touchdowns, you need a bunch of tackles. Exactly. Tackles are overrated. Number five, Northern Illinois. The defense is the strength of this team. 16th in rushing defense, 26th in total defense a year ago. A former running back, Sutton Smith. Best player you've never heard of on BYU's schedule. He led the nation in sacks and tackles for loss. 27 and a half tackles for loss, 14 sacks. Six foot two twenty five, that's it. But slippery. Four of the top six sack, uh, tacklers are gone. But seventh in the nation in four point six two yards allowed per play. This is why Northern Illinois frightens me as the sneakiest game on BYU's home schedule. I think it's sneaky, man. Yeah, they are really, really disciplined and they play great defense. Number four, Boise State, twenty second yards allowed, three thirty two a game. Seventeenth in rush yards per game at one twenty. The Broncos held top 20 rushing offenses, Oregon, Air Force, San Diego State, New Mexico, to an average of 127 a game. How about that? Ten of the top 11 tacklers are back. The entire secondary is back. That forced eight picks. David Moe and Curtis Weaver anchor a good defensive line. Everybody talks about Boise State being so great year in and year out offensively. If they're going to make a run to the college football playoff as the G5 representative. Well, a New Year's Six game. They New Year's Six game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be because of their defense. Sure, sure. Number three, Utah. Bradley and I start the defensive line now. Chase Hansen is a linebacker after three years at safety. Secondary loaded. Standout corner Julian Blackman had four picks. Jalen Johnson's good, too. 52nd, though, in scoring D and total D. 25 sacks, lowest since 2006. But six starters are back. They hope to replicate those, those typical U defenses. Still finish top three in the Pac-12 in scoring and total defense. Utah has a good defense. That's weird. <laughs> But they weren't as good last year. That's my point. Ooh. Number two, Washington. For the third year in a row, the Huskies led the Pac-12 in yards and points allowed. Top 10 in nation- nationally in both. Fourth in rush yards allowed per game. 10 TD passes allowed last season. That's it. 33 games started. Greg Gaines will be asked to plug up the middle, replacing first-round pick Vita Vea. Five-star recruit and former BYU commit Brandon Alecajo could get some time at linebacker. Free safety Taylor Rapp, returning first-team all-Pac-12 player. I hope Brandon... Does well at Washington. Yeah, I really do. It's <laughs> not in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and the number one defense BYU will face in 2018 is Wisconsin. Top five in points, yards, passing yards, and rush yards allowed last season nationally. I'll, I'll continue to say words, but that's all you need to hear. 11 pass TDs, seven rush TDs all season. BYU didn't score a touchdown against this team. Opponents completed 49% of their passes. First team All-American TJ Edwards and Ryan Connolly anchor the defense. Linebacker to go to Dixon. Star at safety. First team All-Big Ten. This team held the Cougars to six points and 192 yards in Provo. And those are the top ten defenses BYU will face. And as great as I felt about all those numbers you were giving me from the Cal Golden Bears at number six and all of the yards that they gave up, I feel the opposite end of the spectrum with Wisconsin. They are so talented. They're incredible. They are so experienced. And and top to bottom, they've... Might be the best offense that BYU faces this year. Good a no, grief. A note on Wisconsin. Their schedule wasn't particularly tough compared to other kind of elite college football teams last year. This year, Wisconsin has to play a tougher schedule. I'm thinking they lose a game or two. They're not going to be undefeated going into the Big Ten title game. Could one of those losses be BYU? Probably not, but let's hope. Wisconsin picked to finish second in the Big Ten, by the way. To Ohio State. And Penn State's really good, too. That's pretty darn good. 
when you're picked to finish second in the Big Ten yes. to what people are calling an Ohio State team that might be the best that Urban Meyer has ever had. So there you and go. And that's saying a lot because they're good every year. But, yeah, BYU's playing a couple of good, really good defenses, notably at up cow. top. Coming up, who's the best big man to come through BYU? More of your responses coming up. Maybe it's the man who joins us next. We'll see what he has to say about that. We love him. Our next guest. Nate Austin on his impression of what kind of production he expects from his team now as a graduate assistant. Is his shoe still on the set? Yeah, it is. Tell me. This is BYU Sports Day. We roll in BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio National Simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And here are your headlines. The majority of NFL training camps open today. Some notable Cougars reporting to their specific training camps include Fred Warner of the San Francisco 49ers, Ziggy Ansah with the Detroit Lions and that franchise tag paycheck, Kyle Van Noy with the Patriots, Jamal Williams with the Green Bay Packers, and Taysom Hill for the New Orleans Saints. Tis the season for media conference preseason polls among the notable opponents uh, mentioned. Washington picked to win the Pac-12. Boy State picked to win the Mountain West. Northern Illinois picked to win its division in the MAC, and Utah picked second in the Pac-12 South. Can you feel it, Jerem? BYU football is one week away from reporting to fall camp, even though it starts in the summer. They get all the equipment that they need, uh, have some meetings, you know, get the iPad, the pads, the helmet, the swag. Brian Logan's probably going to try and show up and get something, undoubtedly. We should probably show up and try and get something as well. Uh, And then next uh, Thursday, August 2nd, is the first practice, dude. I cannot wait for this. It's Christmas in August for a bunch of different reasons. And Mountain West Conference Football Media Day was yesterday. We used to not care about this except for this quote. Commissioner Craig Thompson was quoted about the Gonzaga situation earlier this year, saying, the pursuit of Gonzaga got a little more public than I would have liked. (laughs) Really. He started it, though. That's the thing. Oh, I talked to a San Diego newspaper, and it got out there publicly more than I wanted? That's crazy. I've never started a fire and been like, what? I started a fire? (laughs) Maybe he didn't expect the fire to be that big, and that's where he's going, but... He knew what he was doing. Come on. It did go out of control. Man, that got crazy. And the, t- the timing of it was like, incredible. Like he's right? Ron Burgundy following the Anchorman battle. That really escalated quickly. Yes, yes it did. <laughs> he looks around. And, You're wanted for murder. Like, he's been around the business for a long time. <laughs> he knows how this thing works. Yes. He knows how it works. Yes, also a man who knows how it works within the basketball community and how to coach him up. Nate Austin, the newest BYU basketball graduate assistant. He's back in Studio B as a coach now, Nate. That's right. Good to be back. Thanks thanks for having me. It's it's fun. It's fun to be back home. Apparently you play for the Pacers now or something. I love this. No, just uh, (laughs) a collection of snapbacks. I was was telling these guys I I collect uh, a hat for for every NBA team. That's awesome. Okay. That's legit. Pacers uh, do up today. Is that because it uh, matched the shirt? Yeah, it's, it's navy blue. I got you know I got okay. wizards and pelicans. You know, I got some other uh, navy blue hats. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very nice. 
Coach, I, Coach Lewis told me yesterday, he, he's like, he told me I can't wear my, my Pelicans hat anymore. I'm not sure why, but he told me I couldn't wear it to staff meetings. Anti-Pelicans? I guess, yeah. Maybe you didn't like the colors. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Quincy going to Quincy. And he's your old high school coach, so you kind of still have to listen to him. 100%. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still a little scared of him. You're the new guy, yeah. the grad assistant, right? That's yeah. right. So you're, you're the grad assistant. You replaced Lee Kamard, who had that position. Yeah. What, uh, what does it mean to you to be back on the uh, back a part of BYU basketball here? Yeah, it means a lot. I'm, I'm really excited to be back. Uh, you know, obviously on different end of things, um, but it's, it's, it's home here. You know, I grew up a huge BYU fan. You know, played here, and now uh, you know, kind of helping out coach, being a, a grad assistant. It's just, it's, it, you know, I, I, it feels like home. So, it, you know, sometimes I forget I'm not a player. So, I, you know, players are having a little huddle. I, 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 I jump in, and I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach, I'm a manager, so I gotta jump out. But it's, <laughs> I love it here. So, you played more basketball games than any other BYU Cougar in the history of the program, and now you're going to coach some. How did this opportunity initially present itself? Yeah, um, so initially it really started with, so I was coaching with Lone Peak as an assistant uh, with Coach Evans for uh, a couple of years. Uh, never anticipated getting into coaching, never thought I would like it, uh, but after stepping away from the game, um, deciding not to play overseas, I, you know, I was for three months I was like, wow, I, I need basketball in my life. And so just starting up with Lone Peak, um, I realized I, I love coaching, I love working with kids, working with, you know, you know teaching the game. Um, I love that aspect. And so uh, when, I, when I realized that this, uh, you know, past year was Lee's last year as a grad assistant, I just I reached out to Coach Rose in January, and I said, you know, what, what's the the prospects of me coming on as a as a grad assistant, you know, this next year? And he says, well, the biggest thing is you got to get into grad school. He says, you know, with you know recruiting, he's like, he's like we can kind of pull strings and get guys into into school. He said, with you know going to, to get a master, get into grad school, it's like you're, you're on your own. So I had to get into grad school first, and so um, so I, I worked on that for two, three, four months. You took you know took the GRE twice. Um, and then once I got in, um, you know, I was like, hey, I'm in coach. And he said, all right, let's, let's, let's make it work. It's good. Awesome. What, uh, what graduate degree are you going after? So my undergrad was in uh, communication with an emphasis in advertising. And so my, my grad degree will be in mass communications, also uh, focusing on advertising. Nice. We, uh, we're the communications guys. That's right. We just did broadcast journalism, not advertising. Yeah, right. Let's work on a slogan for BYU basketball for the approaching season, okay? Yeah, we're going to give you up to four months to come up with <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I got you. Uh, we mentioned that your shoe is still on the set. That's right. Up to yeah, my right. Still here. One of the, the great still items that yeah. we have in Studio B. Fresh stink. Where does having your shoe on the BYUSN set rank among your career accomplishments, Nate? Uh, we'll, we'll put it in the top ten. The, top <laughs> is the yogurt dunk in the top ten as well? <laughs> I forgot about that dunk. <laughs> the yogurt dunk. That's right. San Francisco. Yeah. That yogurt it got it. to 80 points in the uh, students got yogurt. They did. Yeah, they were quite excited. <laughs> it, it's the number one moment for you blocking Kyle Wiltshire at the Ram at Gonzaga. Yeah, probably. That was, that was a good moment. I mean, I, I know. That was a great moment. Yeah, and with the with the Billy Sports Nation karma. Yes, uh, thank you My for man. bringing that up. We talked about that last week randomly. I think it was a date. We were talking about deja vu moments. Yeah. See, so yeah. yeah, I, I got a little bone to pick though. Oh, because you Let's know, uh, so, so that was number two, I think, right on the list, or, or it was on the top five list of. Uh, you know, the, of the BYU Sports Nation karma. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and Croatia yeah. was number one because they got all the way to the, yeah. to the final. But if, 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 if Croatia doesn't win the final, I don't know if they can be, you know, top of the list. Um, it, Nate, it, it was an incredible run. You have to acknowledge it that. was. But, but, the U.S. is 25th. They weren't even in it. Yeah, but, you know, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel, that, that's my bone to pick. Yeah, you wanted to be number one. I did. You don't strive to be yeah. number two. Yeah, and Croatia was number two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in a lot of ways, they yes, technically they are number two, right? Yeah. Because they finished second. You were the, the top-ranked karma BYU moment. I appreciate it. How about that? I now appreciate you're number one. I appreciate it. There you go. Let's just categorize it until you get to that point. <laughs> okay, you've been a part of uh, you know the staff for a couple weeks now. 
What are you seeing in summer workouts that encourages you that this team's going to be a good team? Uh, first of all, I, I like um, just the the togetherness. I think of, of the group. I think guys uh, generally care about each other. You know, on and off the court, um, you know, they're guys are hanging out. Guys are um, you know joking, having fun. It's not just you know coming and the guys are going their separate ways. But I think guys you know, generally care about each other. So I think that's a big part. Is guys you want to be here. Um, but I think just in in, in practices and in workouts. Um, there's a lot of uh, you know competition, guys. You know, no one wants to lose. No one, you know, you know, no one wants to be number two. There, there, there's no. I mean, as much as as much as guys are friends off the court, there's no friends on the court. I think that's important. You know, guys, uh, they're you know they're, they're going at each other. Um, you know, they're you know, they're they're competing. Uh, there's you know blood. There's you know, but it's it's a lot of competition. Um, but I think guys are are listening. Guys are are, are trying to learn. Guys are asking questions. Um, and then you know, in work, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is you're, you're seeing you're seeing progress. You know, you, you know, you see guys making you know lots of mistakes early on, and, and also there's always going to be mistakes. Um, but guys are, are you know after you know once or twice of, of being corrected about a certain mistake, they're they're improving upon it, and they're uh, and now they're making new mistakes. I think as, something I, I've I've learned in coaching is mistakes are good as long as you're always making new mistakes. If, if you're making you know getting on from you know, from one mistake to the next mistake, um, that's fine because if we're always correcting and improving and progressing, that's that's the big, that's the biggest thing I think we're I think as a team we're we're doing that. Um, so it's, it's been good to see. New BYU basketball graduate assistant, the man who played the most games of any BYU Cougar, second all-time in career offensive rebounds as well. Nate Austin is and the foul leader. BYU Sports Nation. And the foul leader. And the foul leader. Four hundred and twenty-five. We of those did a fouls. countdown for that. We were all over that. <laughs> I, I was glad I finally broke it. So we get the stupid whiteboard off the, and the, the, the third row. I was like. Like I, I, as always, like every time I foul, I'd look over at that. And, in the yeah, the rock was with us in were. keeping track. They're like <laughs> nine more. Yeah, no, it was good. Hey, leaders are leaders, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get my name, my name in the record book. I didn't realize it was for. But you know, I mean, it, it, three different things. Yeah, it doesn't matter where, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah three different things. Okay, so you're one of the most experienced players in the history of BYU. I kind of feel like BYU basketball as a whole is finally getting back to a stage where you're a little bit older. Eight juniors, two seniors. I don't think that has been in place for a while, and I think that is to the benefit of what this program can do. Uh, how much does experience matter when you look at this base of guys that are going to try and compete and get back to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously uh, I haven't been around the last two years, but, I mean, one thing that's always been thrown around the last two years is, you know, young. You know, the team's young. We're in, and I think you've seen that, you know, here, you know, in certain games, certain situations. But, yeah, you know, eight juniors, two seniors, you know, a lot of experience, a lot of, um, you know, guys have played in a lot of games. And I think with that experience, since guys, since the team hasn't made the NCAA tournament in the last couple of years, I think, you know, that experience has brought, you know, a, a sense of hunger. You know, guys, guys, you know they're, they're hungry to, to win a championship. They're hungry to win you know, a, a conference championship, you know, you know and get, get into the NCAAs. And so uh, I think that experience is good just because, it, you know, obviously you can't teach experience. Um, but with that experience, I think brings you know a sense of, of hunger and, and and really wanting to, to to prove that we're you know we're not okay being second or third fiddle in, in the WCC that we're you know we're, you know, we're here to compete we're here to um, you know push Gonzaga for that you know that, that top spot. Our question of the day: Who's the best big man in BYU men's basketball history? Do you have an opinion on this? I do. Question? Yeah. Besides yourself, um, I, I would even say myself. Um, I'm I. Uh, yeah, you know, and growing up, you know, a lot of big, good bigs like you got know, Hoffa, you got Jared Jensen, you got you know McKelly, you got you know Kena. A lot of um, you know really good. You know, Trent was really good. Um, Eric's good, uh, but I, I think hands down Brandon Davies uh, because I I think um, he was he was I think he was really really good on both ends of the floor. Mm. 
Uh, I think he impacted the game uh, every game. On, you know, he, he was he, on defense. You know, he's blocking shots, rebounding. I think he has a, a really high basketball IQ, and so he's he's talking with guys. You know, telling guys where to go. I think there's a lot of things that, uh, as just as a, a general fan, guys don't see the brand. I mean, he's he's great at communicating. He's great at you know getting guys to go in the, in the right spot. He's I think he's a great teammate. Um, so I, mean, I, I love playing with Brandon because I knew that he had my back. Uh, I knew that you know he was you know the first guy to pick me up. He's the first guy you know if, if a guy is talking to me, he's you know he's in their face. You know he's he's a great teammate. Then offensively, you know his sometimes it's a little bit um, a little bit you know his shot fake or you know some of his moves a little really bit really good down low. A little, little bit, so but he's good. but he's he's so effective. I mean he has you know and and you know he, he can uh, toward the end of his career he start hitting you know outside shots. You know getting in the post. You know dunk on dudes. So, so I think just. In terms of a you know an overall game, uh, I think it's hands down Brandon Davis because he yeah. affected the game on both ends. The thing about Brandon is he's consistently gotten better at every level. He's yeah. peaking right now too. I think he's never been better than right now. Like, really impressive. And yeah. when you're throwing his name in there with the likes of Sean Bradley and Michael Smith and Kreshimer Chosich, yeah. like it's impressive. That's well, really impressive. Yeah. Well, I I, I, mean, I obviously didn't, I didn't see Sean Bradley play here. I didn't see Kreshimer Chosich play here. So it's, I mean, from the guys I've seen, it's it, it, sure. it, it, Brandon. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, Kreshimer's in the you know, basketball, or the you know the college basketball hall of fame. So it's, he's, I guess he was pretty good. It's but. A testament to Brandon. I mean, the fact that <laughs> I was, I was Brandon's name, yeah. like yeah. that's that's a tribute to Brandon. He's he's been incredible. Yeah. All right, Nate, great to have you, man. Do you want some more BYU Sports Nation karma now? As yeah, a let's coach? give you the karma as a graduate. See, assistant. I would like to transfer my karma to. So I got I got a cousin. On the, yeah. Well, so I got a cousin on the on the football team. Zach uh, Zach Cato. Zach Cato is oh, he's right. first yeah. cousin. He's my first cousin. Yep. He yeah he's you know, got some yeah you, you don't really you, good. you don't see the the. The resemblance? Yeah, the resemblance? Similarities? Yeah, very similar. Yeah. Your builds are very similar. <laughs> yeah. he, no, he, he, his nickname's not Rex Soros Rex. He's more like a raptor, right? That's hey, right. we're trying yeah. a transfer here from Nate to No, we Zach don't know Katoa. all the properties. I, of the, I don't, we'll try. I don't know. We'll, we'll have try. to see if it we'll works. We'll do our best. Fall camp next week. Thanks for coming in, Nate. You betcha. Great to Nate, see you. Thanks for having me. Coming up, uh, what channel would the BYU versus UMass game be broadcast on? I've never heard of this channel. Oh, boy. Let's just hope it's it, we, can it's it. we can stream it somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And who is the best big man to come through BYU? Nate Austin just gave us his opinion. More from you in the voice of the nation. This is BYU Sports Nation. Look at our heart. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For the latest and greatest content from BYU Sports Nation, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just do it! Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Have you made a decision on how Not for long, long you're going to keep the mustache? Is it going to last until it absolutely has I, to go? I think until Monday. Okay. Yeah, so Jason and I can do a, a double mustache thing. I'm re- <laughs> so I've done this before, so you're somewhat familiar with this horrid image on your tv screen if it's radio you are benefited probably by not watching uh today i can't envision jason shepherd with a mustache <laughs> i can't envision you with a mustache either really you'll never see it either you'll never see me with a mustache i see you with scruff because you'll come in from the weekend scruff is yes yeah. it's very you're, different you're a shave at work guy i'm a shave at home guy and a mustache yeah yeah when you can go electric yeah you can do that I'm a I'm a I'm a razor dude. I like sit down. I get the old Barbasol. You know the the guy. Oh whip, yeah. whipping up the cream. No, that's <laughs> Barbasol. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I'm gonna have to pay for that one next. We'll have to. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, take it to Monday. Take it to Monday. 
For the, <laughs> for the latest Twitter responses, my friend, we go to our question of the day. Who is the best big man in BYU men's basketball history? Let's go back to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Bayou Coog says, Kreshmer Chosich and Sean Bradley come to mind. Yes. Another often overlooked is Greg Kite. First round yeah. draft pick, 12-year NBA career, two championship rings. If you go NBA career, Greg Kite's got to be thrown in there. I was thinking just BYU. That's yeah. why I had, yes. I had uh, Michael Smith. And you feel the same way, right? Like at BYU in terms at of BYU. production at BYU. I think legitimately you can argue a lot of people here. Like, I don't know that Rafael Araujo is in the all-time convo, like the top three. I think he's I think he's in that next group. But I think you put in Sean. You put in Michael Smith. I think you put in Brandon there. You look at statistically what he did, and the teams he was on went to a lot of postseason games. And the fact that he was here for a long time. Like, it's right. harder to dub somebody that was here for one year or two years as the greatest to ever come through BYU just because yes. they didn't get to see as much. You know what would have made Brandon Davies the greatest ever? Had he not been out for that Sweet 16 run and BYU got to a Final Four, hard to argue. He he, he might have been considered. The, he was a sophomore that year. He might have been considered the greatest big BYU's ever had. But I'm telling you, if you're kind of a little older and you love BYU hoops, Mel Hutchins is your guy. He led BYU to the 51 NIT championship. A championship. BYU also won it in '66. I'm unfamiliar off the top of my head with the bigs from the '66 squad that won. Uh, the second biggest championship BYU's ever gotten. But the, there have been some tremendous bigs that have come to BYU. I think you could argue that Chris Machosich is the greatest big in BYU history. There's no clear-cut answer to this. Sean Bradley's one and done was quite the year, man. Yeah, he was drafted second overall for Chris. Average like loud. five blocks a game. Like, that's incredible. At Cougar Stats chimes in. Kreshmir Chosich yeah. averaged 19 points and 12 rebounds a game for his career. Not a single season career. 19 and 12 for a career. First non-American to become an All-American. Yep. Was an All-American two years in a row. Would have been an NBA great if he had elected to stay in the United States. He's, he chose to play professionally at home and became this incredible gold medalist in the Olympics. In Yugoslavia. Uh, ambassador to the United States. Actually translated the Book of Mormon. Passed away several years ago, but his jersey's retired. And like I said earlier, if you missed it, the only BYU basketball player to be in the... It's not the College Basketball Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Fresh. It includes whoever, whomever. It's quite the resume. More of your responses, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Keep them coming in with the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, what are Fred Warner and the other Cougars in the NFL up to today? And if you missed it, the Pac-12 preseason polls are out. Where do the where does Wildcats BYU of, fit in? Where do the Wildcats of Arizona and Cal Golden Bears fall in that? We talked about Washington and Utah. How about the other Pac-12 teams? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Nate Austin. He's still really tall. But now he's a coach at BYU. He's a tall coach. Dennis Pitta, also pretty tall, but we didn't have enough time for him. Don't let Brian and Jason defend Dennis here. Come on, man. If you missed any part of the show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Austin Collie. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
Cougars in the NFL. The majority of NFL training camps open today. Some Cougars reporting to training camps include Fred Warner to the Niners, Ezekiel Ansah to the Lions, Kyle Van Oort to the Patriots, Jamal Williams to the Packers, and Taysom Hill to the Saints. Football. Pac-12 preseason polls include the following. Washington taking first place in the North Division. Not a shock. The Cal Golden Bears fourth in the North Division, while Utah and Arizona have been picked to finish second and third, respectively, in the South Division. Boise State, by the way, projected to win the Mountain West. Basketball. Or football. One week away from reporting to fall camp. Ah, can't wait. And BYU versus UMass on November 10th will be broadcast on 11 Sports Network. Huh? What channel is that? It's on Channel 11, apparently. Also some basketball. Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson said, and I quote, The pursuit of Gonzaga got a little more public than I would have liked. End quote. I didn't think talking to that reporter from the San Diego Tribune would mean that he would publish it (laughs) on the record. If it goes public, it's public. It's like me tweeting something and being like, man, I did not realize that a tweet, my tweet would be read by anybody. <laughs> huh? I think what he's meaning to say is he didn't think it would be as much of a national splash as it was. And that can, that's honest. Okay. But, like, public is public, right? You knew it was going to go public. That's just the wrong way to say that. Also, you told the San Diego Tribune, so you wanted it you to make You told the San Diego Union Tribune. You don't jump into the water and expect... No splash. Come on. Let's go. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to Michael Smith, who we think is the greatest big to ever play at BYU. He was a complete player. And talk about 16, 17 points a game, averaged eight rebounds, was a defensive threat at all times. I mean, not just a score, but he, I mean, you talk about both ends of the floor. Nate said Brandon played at both ends of the floor. So did Michael Both Smith. ends, both widths of the floor. So did both, Michael All Smith. the co- four corners. Like, 88% yeah. career free throw shooter. That's pretty good for him. 43% from the three-point line is a 6'10 guy. First-round draft pick. Really Beat good. Beat that. Who's the best big man in BYU men's basketball history? Let's go to our elite voice of the day. At Weedy underscore 87 from Instagram. Until Brandon Davies is in a cinema classic like Space Jam, Sean Bradley will be number one. Cinema classic, huh? The conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand at BYUSN.com. I haven't thrown the football in forever. Our That's audio it. podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Vance Moose Bingham. 38 days away from the football season opener. I didn't know his name was Vance. Back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.